Hell. Hey, hey. Yeah. I don't feel like we do this show anymore. <laughs> I know. It hasn't. It feels like it's been a while. We cut it down to twice a week, and it feels like Why? we never Who do told it? us to do that? Live from an ESG winter shack. It's the ESG industry's only weekly woke data podcast featuring analyst Hall Matt Muscardi. Yeah. And then still, no clarification. Do you think we're the only ESG-related show that has any energy at all? Uh, do they hate us for our energy? Is that why they hate us? I, I, does anybody say that we're like a, a, an ESG-related show? I mean, we are, but we <laughs> don't t- even Well, we say that. we are. Yeah. <laughs> in, t- in today's ESG heartburn called December 6th, 2023, my favorite headline so far this week and Matt's anti-ESG, anti-woke data wars updates. Yeah. That's nice and succinct. I like yeah, it. Yeah, thank you're you. Succinct. Our show today is being sponsored by FreeFlow Analytics, the only ESG data platform to measure real yes. board influence and yes. diversity power gaps. Does both of those things. Does a lot of things. If you're an activist and you want to get rid of crappy board members, you want some ammunition. If you're a company and you want to evaluate your board members, it does all the things. It really does one all of my, the things. One of my new favorite things to do as an analyst, I'm still an analyst, of course, is... is uh, when I'm looking at a company, one of the first things I like to look at is what is the female power gap. I really am interested because it, it for some reason I think it it just tells me something. I don't know. It it, it gives like me immediately. A, it gives me a sense of the culture uh, up top where when women not only are represented by you know, like actually being on the board, but they have actual power. I don't know. It's informing to me. It should yeah, be informing well, to everybody. Gives you a cultural tickle. Let's do whatever you're doing. My next. I don't even favorite know. headline so far this week. <laughs> oh, that's a segment. <laughs> this is this is stupid. <laughs> but I, I like I like letting the headlines tell a story. This is a bit of a nod to our nuggets segment that we don't do very often. I miss nuggets. Let's do that again. Get that let's going. Do it on, Here we go. Let's do it on Friday. My favorite vague business news headline of the week so far. Okay, see, we'll see. I'll tell, okay. tell you the headline. You can okay. see where I'm going with this. All right. McDonald's Investor Day will feature possible updates on multiple key topics. <laughs> 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 can you imagine? <laughs> That's the headline. <laughs> well, who wrote that headline? It's from exactly. Fox Business. Fox can Business. You, can you imagine being the editor of that headline and being like, nah, we're being a little too specific. I'm going to say that one again because actually this headline it? is the only reason why I put together this whole segment for today's show. McDonald's Investor Day will feature possible updates on multiple key topics. <laughs> That's every <laughs> Investor even, Day in the history of the corporate world, by the but way. But it's not even <laughs> will feature updates. It's possible updates. It actually is possible that there are no updates on any topics. Let's stay with McDonald's for a, one second for my next one. My favorite, do you think maybe we concentrate on the wrong things as a culture headline of the week so far? Uh-oh. McDonald's plans to expand its burger empire by an unprecedented uh, Un- good, unprecedented. Good talking, <laughs> 10,000 new stores over the next four years. Oh, that's not a good idea. So 10, if, you're bu- if you're busy worrying about all the bullshit in COP28, like, you know, uh, here, uh, how about this headline? Earth on the verge of five catastrophic climate tipping points, according to scientists. If you worry about all that bullshit, why don't you just focus on McDonald's building 10,000 stores? That's a lot of burgers. That's a lot. That's a lot of burgers. My favorite meaningless corporate governance headline of the week so far. 
I'm into this. Disney CEO Bob Iger will definitely step down in 2026. <laughs> oh. Succession process robust. Oh, I mean, but how many wait. times have we heard this, though, right? I like that the <laughs> definitely was in quotes. Yeah, and like robust, too. Robust, and, too. And, and robust. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what the hell are they going to do over there? It's going to have to, they're going to have to find a superstar, I bet, right? None well, of this Chapik nonsense. Didn't they bring in the two new board members because Gorman is like. James the, Gorman, Morgan Stanley CEO. But he for, like, who's about to step down, by the way. He, they're saying he masterfully is handing off this. To Ted Peck. T- pick. Ted Pick. Except that he had he like basically. A competition amongst his top lieutenants yeah. for the job, Squid and then game. gives one of them the job, but pays the other ones mm-hmm. the exact same amount of money because he felt bad. That's how he did it. So not, uh, yeah, okay. My favorite. Can we get this data in the proxy headline of the week so far? I want, you know, I love disclosure. Jeff Bezos leaves Seattle with empire of eight properties, including five we just discovered. <laughs> I, I would love this. I would love to get the pro- the um, what properties all the directors own. I would love that. Wow. Yeah. yeah you know, I met with um, the great ter- Sarah Teslik the other day. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. was one of the founders of CII. And she was saying, if there was a way that we could capture data, like do director's tip there. Yes. Oh, Wait, Sarah, staff. I'm with you. She was like, she was like, if you could get that, that would tell you so much more than half of the data you see in a proxy. I was into it. I, I wonder with the, the, you know, especially with the burgeoning AI industry and big data kind of controlling the world, I wonder if we're not that far away from actually knowing all these things about everybody, right? A constant do, data flow about the actions of everything we do. Blah, blah, blah. How do you feel about that? How dare you blah, blah, blah. (laughs) My favorite CEO megalomania headline of the week so far. This is a doozy. Abercrombie and Fitch sued by ex-CEO Mike Jeffries for refusing to cover his legal fees after he was accused of running a sex trafficking operation. (laughs) Where were they with those legal fees? Now, he claims because they offered to identify him, whereas they do all, you know, directors and executives, that they should be paying this lawsuit. And, of course, Abercrombie & Fitch is basically saying, go F yourself. Yeah, what a weird lawsuit. You should have paid my legal fees because you said well, who I am. I, I think what he's that you have to. I what think the that? subtext here, Matt, is that because he was running a sex trafficking operation while being CEO at Abercrombie and Fitch, oh, it's on them to pay the legal rate. Oh, that's <laughs> I mean, what brilliant! A, what a jerk! Well, yeah. well, look, set the precedent up. You should do all of your illegal activities while CEO because then it's somebody else's problem. It's just like the president, right? Donald it's Trump. Brilliant. It's and brilliant. I and I will say this is yet yeah, another advertisement for why what we do here at Free Float is important because you really ought to know who your CEOs and directors are. I know I'm you think that sure. we yeah. do these headlines in jest and we kind of do, but but there's a deeper meaning here, believe it or not. Look, these are all <laughs> real headlines and it's all real yes. analysis no yeah. matter how I'm not smart enough to make this delivered. Up. Yeah. My favorite, sorry, that still doesn't give you the right to do your job headline of the week so far. A new report illuminates why open AI board said Sam Altman was not consistently candid. So I, I don't like this. So here's the story, Matt. According to the New Yorker, 
what Sam Altman did, Helen Toner released a research paper basically, you know, saying, uh-oh, AI might ruin the world. And I saw that, yeah. What Sam Altman did was go, al- go around to every other board member and basically lie and deceive them about his desire to fire Helen Toner from the board. And the board Whoa. was pissed because they're like, this dude is... This dude is basically manipulating and lying to us constantly, and that's why it's one of the reasons why they chose to remove Can him. Can I just say though that mm-hmm. like, like as er, it does feel like the whole world is shifting to the free float position on this. From the minute the story broke, mm-hmm. our position was this sounds like a board that absolutely one hundred percent did their job. Like yeah, that is that was exactly our knee jerk reaction. We were strong in on that immediately. Immediately, and, and we don't even like boards and directors. <laughs> we hate everybody. Forget boards, but that we immediately jumped into that. And then as it unfolded, it looked more and more like that's exactly what happened. And more and more like this was just about the women. He, they didn't like the women on and, the board. And let's not forget that. Uh, there was this bizarre structure at OpenAI, still is, where it's a nonprofit, uh, and that's the go- and the and the job of the board is to govern that nonprofit part of the board, right? To, to keep correct, it going. Yeah. So, how about this other headline from Wired magazine? OpenAI signed a letter of intent to invest fifty-one million dollars in a startup called Rain AI a company that Sam Altman had already invested in. Oh, there we he, go. I looked at the Rain the Rain IA website today. He is one of two listed investors. This is what's going on at OpenAI. This is why another reason why I'm sure the board was like what the f is going on with this dude? I mean, we're going as this like unfold, like this will be a Netflix movie in 4 months, won't it? Like I'm yes, pretty sure it's already been optioned. Absolutely. Um but as this unfolds, we're going to find out that, that like Sam Altman might have literally been penting his fingers in the back room Ooh. somewhere while these women are getting fired and tossed around in the uh, court of public opinion. There's another, stay tuned, there's another woman in one of my reports getting tossed around by an uh, uh, evil uh, tech executive. I'll say that, that's a foreshadow. <laughs> that's my, so rare. My favorite tricky... Hide the protagonist, manipulative journalism headline of the week so far. Okay. So far. (laughs) Here's the first headline. This is the manipulative one. Liberal activist shareholders set to sue Smith & Wesson as part of ESG push to cripple gun manufacturers. Whoa. So you see what they did there? That sounds really, yeah. They wedged in the liberal and ESG. I mean, uh, like pretty pretty masterfully there, okay? And cripple. And cripple yeah, in industry. Yeah, Yeah. But here's the actual headline. Activist nuns <laughs> with stake in Smith & Wesson sue gunmaker over AR-15 rifles. So that that's what's actually happening. It's the sisters, Matt. The yeah. sisters are are suing a gun manufacturer because they're killing everybody. That's what's just really going on. Question, Nothing to though, do with to, ESG. Nothing. Zero. Just, just a quick question, because mm-hmm. I need to clear this up. Yeah. Have, in the history of humanity, 
nuns ever been categorized as liberal <laughs> activists? And like, I will tell they, you that 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 line was that first one was from Fox News. So that's how they're manipulating oh, that that headline. Yeah. No, never, I'm Matt. Shocked. Never, ever, 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 ever. <laughs> I mean, like we had those stories about nuns hitting our fingers in classes. It's like for uh, what are we talking about? Yeah. Uh, my favorite business news headline of the week so far, where my use of the word favorite is purely sarcastic. Oh, I like this. Let's. This is back to AI. To uh, due to AI, we are about to enter the era of mass spying. AI will enable a shift from observing actions to interpreting intentions. So you're uh, talking about Minority Report. Yeah, exactly. Uh, on top of that, Google is finally launching Gemini, its biggest shot at OpenAI. They just announced that this morning. And as a like side that. note, I have a couple side notes for you here. Uh, here's a headline. You'll be astonished how much power it takes to generate a single AI image. Acor according to an upcoming research paper, generating 1,000 images from text prompts generates the carbon emission equivalent of four miles driven by an average gasoline-powered passenger vehicle oh yeah there we go of course and as a side note part two the free version of chat gpt may provide false answers to questions about drugs okay so long island university researchers challenged chat gpt with real drug related questions over the past year the chat bot produced responses that were false or incomplete for 29 out of 39 questions <laughs> that's that's a lot. So this is what's going on over there in the Sam I mean, my, Altman fetish. We love our CEO world. My math isn't great, but 29 yeah. out of 39 <laughs> does seem like pretty a bad. lot. Can I say that yeah. like of the headlines that you're reading? I said a lot right there, yeah. But I don't know how to feel that I feel better that Google is getting in this race. Like, shouldn't I feel <sighs> bad about that? But like now it feels like at least a mature company is there. Like, Well, so uh, are you comparing Google to Microsoft? Because we really yeah, think we're seeing AI. Microsoft as like the main owner of OpenAI, essentially. I suppose that's true. It is just yeah. Google versus Microsoft. So really what... So we're re really just reliving the past is what you're saying. All, all I'm seeing is like it, uh, it, the fear I see that I hold within me is just the speed at which they are they are running this race and that there's just nobody holding them back. That's all I well, see. Well, there was. There were two women holding some of them back and they got fired for it. So that's Well, actually, uh, before, uh, let me jump to that story. Uh, it's a good segue. Uh, my favorite business news headline of the week so far that supports our mission at Free Float. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg donated $500 million to Harvard for AI, right? Then, yeah, so far, I don't like it. Then a disinformation research project was shut down, according to a whistleblower. A prominent scholar at Harvard who left Harvard in August uh, has accused the, the, the school of dismantling her disinformation research team. That's, that's Joan Donovan. That's the woman who claims that once Mark Zuckerberg gave that money, she was done. Her project was out. Really? Yeah. That doesn't, Wait, are, that, that doesn't that surprise causal? you, right? Yeah, but is that causal? Is well, that's that according to that's according to a a, 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 a a lawsuit, I guess. I don't know what Look, this Harvard is. Harvard yeah. has a lot of other things to deal with. Worrying about disinformation is like so over there and so yesteryear. We are dealing with get, making sure that every student who said anything about Hamas at any point in their entire lives, their full records are online, so that no one will ever hire them for their entire lives themselves. That's that's what we're busy worrying about.
Uh, and finally, in my favorite business news headline of the week so far that supports our mission at Free Float Part 2, head of climate conference who happens to be an oil CEO says, actually, fossil fuels are fine. Yes. <laughs> this is a man in our database. Uh, that's Sultan Al-Jabbar, CEO of Abu Dhabi National Oil Company. He said this at COP28 of all places. He said, quote, there is no science out there or no scenario out there that says the phase out of fossil fuel is what's going to achieve 1.5. Of course, you're referring to the 1.5 uh, centigrade. You know, us boiling and the planet. Yeah. yeah. Adding that he refused to be part of an uh, an alarmist discussion. He said this he at COP28. COP28, yeah. Yeah. That, isn't the discussion that? That's the whole discussion. It's the whole discussion. According to the Global Oil and Gas Exit List, a public database that keeps track of the activities of oil and gas ventures, the Al Jabbar-led state oil company, that's uh, Abu Dhabi National Oil Company, at which he's CEO, has far and away the biggest plans to expand oil and gas production in the world. So okay. this, Matt, this is why I'm going to repeat that it's probably good to know who your CEOs and directors are. Look, if you're at COP28 right now, mm -hmm. you are participating in the largest gaslight in the but history this one, of climate change. But, uh, no pun intended. But this one is is even for COP for a COP conference. This one's extraordinary. No, it's uh, yeah, it's. I mean, forget the other 27 ones. This is the true winner of all gaslighting. No, but haven't we gotten to the place where it's like it is a it's a living joke. The number of people who are attending flying. All I, over the world. I read 70,000. Is that possible? 70,000 people flew into? by a fucking oil executive who says that it's alarmist to talk about phasing out fossil fuels because that's there's no science. Like everything about it, it, the joke's on us at this point. The joke is on us. You should be sitting home on Zoom calls talking about actually doing stuff rather yeah. than going and flying to so that another oil baron well, can make a buck. Yeah, another reason why the fact that as shareholders and investors that we only manage to vote out 0.2% of directors 0. every year. 0.2%. I mean, really, what are we waiting for? What? What? Seriously, what are we waiting for understanding who sits on these boards and what they stand for or what their or say you know what their performance is in carbon reduction as an example it's a, right it's so it's a great point because if we're gonna talk what like are we you, waiting for you don't have to you can't if you're outraged at the fact that a oil baron said stuff that about oil being good at cop 28 go look at the data that shows that the vast majority of directors suck at carbon reduction they have no history of it it's right? important like, and and you keep reelecting them to the boards to without and then any what? due diligence, without spending any time trying to understand not only who they Italy. are but what their value is to maybe what your values are, for instance. And, and then, then what are you going to do? You're going to yell at them about not reducing enough carbon? Like, yeah, who exactly what, are what, you what? yelling at when you post <laughs> something you on LinkedIn or wherever you post upset about the state of the world and climate? Who are, who exactly are you mad at? I don't I, I don't know, but it's not the right people. No, we, I don't think the it data is. says who. All right, what do you got, Matt? Come on. I like that segment. I like that. Maybe I'll repeat it never. You got a little fired up. Okay, I have, <laughs> That's the cheap uh, coffee, yeah. <laughs> Look, I have um, 
basically three stories to cover. I like um, that. The, the first of which is the story that no one asked for <laughs> and no one cares about oh, at all. Is the show over? <laughs> we should end it here, but it is an update on SBTI, Science-Based Targets Initiative. This is the organization that was chosen through a process by the mm -hmm. Biden administration to effectively help the government set carbon targets and then verify that they hit those carbon targets. Okay. Um, they had another hearing. Another hearing, because you know what? Everybody needs a hearing. Like, can uh, can the Republicans get enough of oh, hearings? Hearing. And here was the title of this hearing. This happened November 30th, so uh, just at less than a week ago. The title was Missing the Target, CEQ's Meritless Selection of SBTI. Oh, boy. I'm pretty sure that's a leading title. I'm yes. not sure that they're giving, like, aren't you supposed to have a hearing to find out facts, not name the hearing the facts that you want to be the outcome of the hearing? Like, this is. That's they, too old school, they, Matt. <laughs> they named it the meritless selection of SBTI. Um, well, so there, there, I won't bore you with the details of the hearing. Suffice it to say that um, a 35-year-old former aide to Trump, who's now a House rep, um, mm -hmm. a, a, who said that Israel should turn Gaza into a parking lot, is, is blaming a nonprofit, SBTI, mm -hmm. that sets mediocre carbon targets they're, he's saying that they are a major risk to the entire military. Here's his quote. Whoa. The, the most at risk for negative impacts from this rule is our military and combat readiness. What? Effectively, by using SBTI to set carbon targets, which is all they do, our military and our combat readiness dead, gone. In fact, quote, this is not hyperbole. When you say something's not hyperbole, isn't it then hyperbole? Like, aren't you just prefacing the Absolutely. hyperbole? This is not hyperbole. The lives of Americans at home and abroad could be jeopardized because of the political gamesmanship this rule is pushing. By selecting the science-based targets initiative, we are jeopardizing the lives of Americans, is what he's saying. Uh, this is um, a man, Matt, whose background, uh, his career consists of either being in the military or, uh, working at a Lululemon store in Ohio. I think he did do that for a little while. No, I'm yeah, serious. This is the background of this, this congressperson that you're I know, referring to. I know. Yeah. That's, that's what qualifies but This, this is what gives him the expertise to weigh Science in on this matter. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the fact that he's on the environmental committee of the crazy, House right? like, it's, is it's crazy already, crazy. right? Yeah. Like that's, We're just making fun of everything. Um, but the good guys did weigh in. And by mm -hmm. the good guys, I mean Bill Bowie, who... I've talked about on this show. I nominated him once as asshole of the week. Um, I've now met and spoken to Bill Bowie about his stuff. He wrote another letter to castigate the witness at mm -hmm. the, who showed up for this hearing because the witness said they went through a process to choose SBTI and Bowie was arguing that the process was stupid. There are other organizations and there are better things. Um, it turns out that the process that was used to choose to, to, to select SBTI wasn't even done by Andrew Mayock, the witnesses organization. He had nothing to do with it. They okay. had, someone else chose it. They weren't chosen as a witness. So they picked a guy they could all yell at, including Bill Bowie, who's looking for better, like a better. He's perfect. He's made the perfect, the enemy of the good. 
and the two Republicans who are running this charade, one of whom had a third of his donations come from oil and electric utilities, mm. and the other of whom got most of his money from the Club for Growth, which is billionaires, and a handful of car dealerships. I'm sure oh. they're very carefully attuned to yeah. the fact that there's a better carbon standard out there, not SBT. Yeah, I was going to say, they're, they're probably choose. not EV car dealers, I'm guessing. No, 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 no. Um, so that's update number one. Okay. Uh, there's, a, there's a very good chance that SBTI now, the whole rule is going to get stalled out. There won't be any procurement that sets carbon targets. They're, they're trying to stall this whole thing out. Um, they repeatedly call SBTI a foreign company. It's mm -hmm. a nonprofit. The fact that a it's foreign company. <laughs> yeah, it's a foreign company. Like, what, what it's is, like yeah. Some, I'm scared already. Agent. Yeah, it's like Godzilla coming from Japan. <laughs> So that's your SBTI update that okay. no one anywhere asked for well, at all. Well, don't worry. Don't worry. That's right. I have a, a – the producer just whispered in my ear that we'll be editing that out of the, the that, podcast. Thank God for that. We yeah. can't edit it out of the live stream, no. unfortunately. Um, next update is the anti-woke. Um, they have not left the building. In fact oh. – they are, they are trying this tactic, which is, well, it's a continuation of Elon Musk's tactic, which is um, you need to ban who we say you ban, not who you want to ban, because the First Amendment says that you ban who we say, not who you oh, want. Oh, I'm already, uh, yeah, I'm already lost. <laughs> okay. 23 attorneys general penned a letter to ISS and Glass Lewis calling discrimination oh, here because- we go. ISS and Glass Lewis have almost uniformly, their advice has been to vote against the okay. debanking proxies. Okay, was that what? Tell me more about that. So the National Policy Research Legal Center, legal Center of you know the anti-woke—they <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> just put national policy and legal yeah, they, yeah. in five different configurations. Mm -hmm. Call it an organization. They have been sending in shareholder proposals at company after company saying to all the banks saying okay. you are discriminating against uh, people who want accounts on religious grounds, which you cannot do. You can't say these people can't open an account. So okay. we want a report about how you're debanking religious organizations. It sounds very, very ESG-ish of them. It this is. It sounds like liberal yeah. activism. Sounds like uh, nuns. Well, it sounds like a nun would come up with this. Yeah. In fact, the nuns don't seem to have a problem getting a bank account. Which yeah, I don't even. I, I, I was gonna ask like who exactly is not getting a bank account based on religious, but I don't really want to get into it. Well, I do have. I did pull one. Okay, and go It ahead. was the National Committee for Religious Freedom. This is, in <laughs> is, that, the letter. is that an actual? That sounds like a political organization. Is that an actual <laughs> religious it organization? Actually, is a political organization yeah. that effectively lobbies for religious uh, organizations. Uh, this is the. Uh. This is in the letter. This <laughs> okay. is in the letter. Quote: Debanking is also targeting religious and conservative groups. For example, Chase allegedly debanked the National Committee for Religious Freedom after demanding its donor list. Uh-huh. So he, here's what happened and here's yeah. what the attorneys general are angry about. Chase, I just like I just like when you say attorneys general. It makes you sound like you went to school. Yeah, right. Um Chase mm -hmm. came up with this idea that when a nonprofit who does like religious lobbying and all that kind of stuff. Yeah will not produce its donor list to find out whether there's terrorists or sure. Russian oligarchs on that list. Yeah. They can't open up a bank account. 
But the attorneys general think that when they don't open up the bank account, if it's a religious organization that they like, right. that's discrimination. That's, in a nutshell, what's happening here. So it sounds like some just some strange cherry picking. Uh, it's amazing cherry picking. Mm-hmm. I think it's the greatest cherry picking. In fact, they out themselves as having no idea what ISS and Glass-Lewis do like in the third paragraph of the letter, which says, we have expressed deep concern that ISS and Glass-Lewis are prioritizing certain environmental, social, and governance initiatives. Oh, there it is, ESG, yeah. ESG, and that doing so violates your contractual and statutory Uh duties to issue advice consistent with your responsibilities as a fiduciary. Wait, but that's not what's happening at ISS and Glass-Lewis. Yeah, that's correct. That's (laughs) not what they do at all. They're not fiduciaries. I mean, we're just... I, I think that that phrase has been emblazoned into their pea brains, and they, they now think that this is what everyone's doing, right? That everyone is picking the wrong stocks based on the fact that they hate white people? Is that what's happening? I don't even I mean, know what's like, going on anymore. They say they go on to say, to comply with federal and state law and its contract obligations, ISS and Glass-Lewis must give sound proxy advice. Well, what does that even mean? Yeah, correct. What does that mean? What I mean, are we even it's, talking about? It's completely, uh, it's it's completely subjective. Which way you go on a proxy on a proxy vote, right? There's no right or wrong from I any mean, point of view. And and then their legal argument follows thusly: ISS and Glass Lewis may be violating their legal duties by opposing transparency and debanking proposals. So the answer Wait, here. Okay, now I'm confused. Yeah, the attorneys general are basically saying. ISS and Glass-Lewis should not be allowed to oppose these proxies. That's what they're saying. These proxies. Uh, Whoa, they're not even allowed to... Oh, so they're not even allowed to recommend... And and again, I cannot recommend Let's be really clear here. ISS and Glass-Lewis are, are, at its core, they're essentially making a recommendation on how to vote your proxies, right? They can't force a single person that I know of Maybe they're maybe their sons and daughters they can force to vote a certain I, way. Not even them. Who listens? To Probably this? not. <laughs> they can't actually force anyone to vote their proxies. It's a it's a recommendation. Do you, do you, do you, they 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 must know that first of all the shareholder no, proposals know. they're talking about they occupy less than one percent of shareholder proposals and really only target the top fifty companies in the entire United mm-hmm. States. Right. Mm-hmm. So. We're talking about 50 companies get the vast majority of the... It's almost nothing. that the, And then they're going on to say that if you oppose the proxies that we like, you are not doing your fiduciary duty as not fiduciaries. All this right. is... Okay. The most confusing and terrible thing. But that's the update. That's what they're up to. Right. Writing more letters. Good for them. And finally... Sounds like they're really protecting the people of their states. That's what I'm going to say. You know, someone's got to. Yeah. Um, forget about finally. all the... Forget all the, the telemarketing scams. Let's just go right after... What? Debanking the National Committee for Religious Freedom? <laughs> That's right. That's yeah. right. Deep, that's probably affecting the citizens of Texas in a way that really hurts them day to day. Uh, it turns out, actually, that same organization, mm-hmm. their founder is Sam Brownback. He's an ex like uh, uh, senator or from Kansas, I believe. Yeah. from Kansas. Yeah, yeah. Um, who was Trump's like uh, head of religious freedom, like that make believe <laughs> position. Head of religious yeah, remember freedom. That? Yeah. Remember that thing? Yeah. Finally, I want to bring this up. All right. I like when you it, say finally, by the way. 
I know that's your favorite part of all of my segments. <laughs> of everything. <laughs> a landmark report was issued. Ooh, 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 ooh. Are you are you ready for this? I guess. If it's landmark, I am. Not if it's just a report. An AT&T mm-hmm. dropped its political congruency report. Can you I believe mean, it? No, I I honestly can't believe this. Good them. I looked into this. Briefly, and I, I know you'll have more to say, but Matt, this is a shareholder proposal that didn't even pass. It was they didn't even right. get a, a majority right. support on this. I don't know so what I, the hell's going on at and T that they did this in 2022. As you so um, vaguely a friend of the show, uh, filed a shareholder proposal looking for a report on quote political congruency, which is actually I'm a for term it. that the I'm down. The anti woke have adopted and put mm-hmm. into theirs, saying sure. they're looking for political concurrence. Well, again, too. it's all just data. I'm Do with it what you I'm, will. I don't care. Yeah, I'm for it. Yeah. Um, uh, the the proposal basically was looking um, to see how a company's donations to um, Congress and uh, political appoint uh, po- elected officials matches with what they say they want in their values. That's all they were looking oh, for. So, I would I would not have wanted to be the person at AT and T that got assigned to write that report. Uh, well, the, it only got Sounds 44% like support last mm-hmm. year. It didn't pass, but it must have gotten negotiated because AT&T dropped it. Um, I, I, you can I'm read shocked. The report AT&T, I applaud you, AT&T, for doing this. I, I don't right. know how, That's how much actual yeah. information is in the report, but I, I applaud you. Because, Matt, just, just, let's not forget, even if it had gotten 68% support, it's still not a binding proposal. Not, no, they don't have the, to do anything. Nothing That's is right. binding. Nothing. Well, here's what the report effectively says: um, they, that they 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 took every single vote on an issue by people that they backed, and they said, did it align with AT and T stance? Partially mm-hmm. align with AT and T stance, Uh-oh. or not align with AT and T stance? I'm already getting stance. confused. Yeah. Okay. The only thing now, d- just wrap yourself in this confusion. The sure. only thing. Um, where there was significant non-alignment, <laughs> yeah, like significant non-alignment. Uh huh. I, I don't know. I'm just throwing out yeah. terms. So I'm just making it up as I go. Um, where AT and T had one stance, and the votes went in a different According direction to, for people. AT and T's values. It's, it's stated values they're, had they're one stated stance. values. Okay, got it. One one thing that they had values on, where the votes did got not it. go. The, towards AT&T's values. Mm-hmm. Um, 47% of votes on the U.S. economy and growth did not align with AT&T's values. V- wait, votes? <laughs> what do you mean votes? The votes of their elected officials that AT&T backed 40? did not align oh, with at t I'm so confused. Okay. But this okay, is so, according to AT&T, right? So... There's so the level of pointlessness of this is actually shocking. I love as you so, but like I, I don't know what to do. No, with I this disagree. I disagree, because maybe as we start to get more companies to release these reports, maybe we'll start to understand what the no, hell's going I'm on. No, I'm talking about the methodology of the report. No, I like know. If I, I were know. as you so, I'd go back to AT and T and be like, "What do I do with this exactly? But, this doesn't tell me anything." But to as you so's uh, to to their benefit, th- this type of you know progress is slow, right? I mean, the first report's gonna suck. Yeah, that's, that's sure. how these things go. Imagine, so, imagine the first baseball player. I bet he sucked at baseball. But now, the, now we have people like uh, Derek Jeter. See how old I am? I can't think of a baseball player. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Younger right. than Derek Jeter. <laughs> Derek Jeter is the best you can come up with. Yeah. Um, but, but like, Who watches baseball thing. anymore? Come on, other than Doug Cha. 
I believe, here's the thing. It's like Aaron Judge. The, uh, oh no! <laughs> All right, keep going. I'm sorry. I think that's still 100 years uh, old. I'm distracting myself. <laughs> keep going. The the like the the there was a, one bill apparently, and they looked through who voted on the U.S. Economy Stability and Growth Bill, sure, which was HR five three seven six. So this is a Republican-led House mm-hmm. that voted on this bill, and it did not go according to at t stance on economic growth. Okay. So what does that even mean? What is it that? It means to me that when you're 47% misaligned with an economic growth bill, to me it means that corporations probably just give a little bit of money to everybody. There we go. Everything that, kind of that, falls in the middle because they're, the, they don't know who they want to lobby for what, so they're just throwing cash around because this is how our democracy just seems to work these days. That's exactly the takeaway. Go this is why, once again, why you might want to know not only who the CEO of AT&T is, but who is on the board, right? You might want to know these things. That approved all these donations. In fact, in fact, AT&T is a good board to know, to know Matt, because the company might actually be listening to shareholders according to the fact that they released this report in the first place. That's an excellent point. You can get that data at our sponsor, freeflowanalytics.com. Go sign up. It's free, people. You can pay to get like a full data data suite, but get the free one and just look because it's fascinating. That was Hazelnut Rollis. I am your analyst, Old Matt Muscardi. We are Free Float. We'll be back on Friday to wrap up the week. And look, if you want more of these shows, if you want us to go back to doing three a week, tell Damien. Because Damien. Tell Damien. Yeah, tell <laughs> Damien. To, to like, uh, Damien will do it. He'll make All it right. happen. Yeah, I'm ready. And we, we, have, we have a proxy show coming uh, very soon. We're still in beta testing. It's getting better and better. It's called Proxy Countdown. Look out for that soon. Until then, goodbye. Bye.